Welcome to Curating Sobriety, where alcohol-free living meets life well-lived. I'm your host, Andrea Bell. As sober women, we know that recovery is an ongoing process. In this episode of Curating Sobriety, I want to talk about something that all women who are in long-term recovery know and understand. It's this. Discomfort is the price of growth. This weekend was my birthday weekend, and I did two things. I went to the Barbie movie, and I went to the Ansel Adams photography exhibit at the De Young Museum in San Francisco. And the Ansel Adams was amazing. I had been an Ansel Adams fan since I was in high school. I was working at the Valley Fair shopping mall in Cupertino. And that was in the days where brick and mortar retail was the only game in town. There was a print shop there. And that was where I first saw his photography. And ever since then, it had always been a standard for me of natural beauty. So that was a really a huge thrill for me to go see all of this work in one place. And I wanted to talk about the Barbie movie a little. I went to that movie with zero expectations. I had no idea. And I am definitely not the Barbie movie target audience by far. But I went to this movie because I was really curious because of all of the buzz about it. And it was opening weekend. When I got there, I was there with one of my sons and my husband. There were all of these women and men dressed up in Barbie costumes. And there was just all of this energy. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So the movie starts and we're in Barbie world and it's pink and it's beautiful by Barbie standards. The story evolves and it actually was one of the best movies I've ever seen in a long time, which cracks me up. I mean, I laughed, I cried, all of the things. But I wanted to talk about the Barbie movie in the context of this episode, because Barbie goes from the Barbie world to the real world. And she experiences some true discomfort and some true growth. And I can't tell you any more about the movie without spoiling it. So you're going to have to go see it. But yes, Barbie, discomfort to growth for real. So I'll get to what I planned to talk about. You know, initially getting sober may feel super exciting. It does feel super exciting and new and fresh. And you may feel absolutely amazing. I know I did mentally and physically. I remember at the time, I literally felt like I had superpowers, like my brain was functioning at 10 times its capacity effortlessly. And, you know, I was training for and running marathons. And I think I did more than like 30 half marathons in maybe a year and a half. It was just like nothing I'd experienced before. Inevitably, this pink cloud, as it's sometimes referred to, does wear off. And the reality of this lifelong venture of sobriety sets in. Yeah, the pink cloud, the Barbie metaphor is pretty clear there too. So also, there may be an underlying belief 
that once we're sober and living an alcohol-free life, that everything should go our way. There's almost an expectation that as a reward for good behavior, things are going to go our way. And of course, that is not generally what happens. The challenges we may be facing, changing relationships, balancing work and personal life, health concerns, caring for parents while caring for kids, rediscovering ourselves, managing resources, and coping with like multiple co-occurring stressors. All of that is still there waiting for us. And even the recovery process itself, the habits, the routines, and surroundings that have supported us and nurtured us and gotten us to where we are may even start to feel mundane and tedious. So you may be feeling what could only be described at best as a lack of motivation in one or more dimension of your life. In fact, it could be described as some pretty serious discomfort, even pain. And first of all, I just wanted to say that this is totally normal. If you're having negative feelings, nothing has gone wrong. As humans, our basic, our most basic motivations are to seek pleasure and avoid pain and reduce effort. So there you go. That's, that's sort of basic level human. But rather than something perhaps having gone wrong because we're having these negative feelings, I just wanted to suggest that in fact, what if everything is exactly as it should be? So I want to share with you what I've learned from one of my mentors and what I've learned through my personal experience and what I like to share with my coaching clients. And it's this, life is 50-50, both positive and negative emotions. And that is the normal human experience that we should expect. And in our effort to be happy all the time, we stay away from discomfort that could actually help us evolve and inspire us to make our dreams come true. But if we accepted that emotional balance means 50% of the time we'll be on the other side of happy, we would be willing to fail epically and try courageously and imagine what would be possible if we did that. So I like to... um teach that we are responsible for what we think and what we feel. How do we reconcile living a life where we're responsible for what we think and feel while also embracing that half our life will be hard and painful? And my answer to that is consciously and deliberately. We get to select our emotions on purpose by what we think. This does not mean, of course, we should always be selecting emotions that are happy and positive. And when you see that you create your thoughts and feelings, you may start feeling guilty for not being happier. And, you know, again, it may be because you believe that happiness and positivity 100% of the time is the goal. And just, I assure you again, it is not the goal. This is a misunderstanding The goal is humanness, to live the human experience as well as we can, knowing that it includes a lot of contrast on purpose. 
if you choose humanness over happiness, you will have more peace. There are times when you will want to choose a negative emotion. For instance, when someone dies, we want to feel grief, even though we know death is part of the human experience. And when we lose, we want to feel disappointment, even though we know this feeling is optional. And we want to feel horrified when something terrible happens, not because it shouldn't be part of our experience, but because it is part of it. So we're given, for lack of a better word, emotions to feel and experience as we journey on this planet. We want and need the negative ones. We don't want to feel joy all of the time. We want to feel the range based on what's happening in the world and how we think about it. And once we accept this, we can live a more conscious life. So when we drink... We may have believed that we should be happy always or experiencing a positive mood. And we may have used alcohol to try to stay on the positive side of that line. I know I did. And when we became sober and chose an alcohol-free life, we opened up ourselves to feeling all of the emotions that are part of living an authentic life. Your emotions are an indicator of what's going on for you. And to be authentic, to have a true relationship with your life, is also to be willing to experience negative emotion 50% of the time. If you're willing to do that without escape, you'll start living the truth of your life. You start seeing exactly what is going on in your mind and in your emotions and your actions. When you stay conscious, you can evaluate these patterns in a way that motivates change. You don't want a life where you have to keep turning off the lights. You want a life where you're proud to keep the lights on. So don't let the fear of discomfort stop you, my friends. I have loved chatting with you and I look forward to talking with you again next week. Take care. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast and are curious what it would be like to have tailored one-to-one help with your alcohol-free life, we should have a conversation. Head to the show notes and click the link to sign up for your free 30-minute consultation. I'd love to join you on your journey. Talk to you soon.